This is a Federal News Network podcast. Through federal agencies, the Biden administration has been trying to enforce several different vaccine mandates. They've all faced legal challenges to one degree or another. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments on Friday about whether the mandates issued through OSHA and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services should be allowed to go ahead. The ones that more directly affect federal employees and contractors haven't reached the high court, at least not yet. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has been following this issue. He joins me now to bring us up to speed on where all these cases stand. Jared, let's start by sorting out the cases for us because it's hard to keep track. You almost need a deck of cards. Yeah, so there, there are really three cases in play that are seriously in legal jeopardy from the Biden administration's perspective and one that has not really seen serious court challenges up until this point. The one that is probably safest up until this point, which you can really say are two, are the ones affecting federal employees and members of the military. The uh, the one affecting federal employees is, like I said, in the least legal jeopardy. There have been no serious challenges, I would say serious, uh, to the military mandate either. The one ruling that we have had that has been kind of interesting on that front was a district court out of Texas found that the Navy could not enforce the COVID-19 vaccine mandate against about three dozen members of the Navy special operations community. And it wasn't necessarily that that the court was finding there that DOD didn't have the authority to enforce a mandate, period. It was that the Navy didn't have a credible process for allowing for religious exemptions. And the court went into a fair amount of detail trying to show that this process really was a farce and designed from the outside outset to just deny all religious exceptions. And there's pretty good evidence that that process may indeed be designed that way because the Navy is not uh, awarded any any exemptions for religious reasons in something like seven years. There have really been no religious exemptions from any of the services for COVID-19 thus far. But that's really the only ruling that's affected um, in a serious way, the military and civilian federal employee kind of, uh, vaccine mandates. The contractor mandate issued under the federal government's procurement system, the mandate issued for healthcare workers via CMS, and the mandate issued for uh, private employers with more than 100 people are the ones that uh, are really working their way through the court system right now. The Supreme Court hearing the OSHA case and the CMS case last Friday. Right. So some nibbling around the edges and some indications that they may not hold up. And so in the Supreme Court, it seemed like the skepticism from the conservative justices was different from the types of questions that uh, the presenters were getting from the the liberal wing, if you will, of the of the court. Yeah, and it's probably always a little bit wise to avoid reading tea leaves too much just based on what you hear in oral arguments and try to predict where the justices are going to come out. I think the one thing that, that we definitely can say is that the court, assuming it eventually hears this contractor mandate as well, is going to think about these three agency actions as separate things rather than coming to the table with an attitude of mandates are good, mandates are allowed, mandates are bad, mandates are mandates are not allowed. You saw that actually in Friday's oral arguments dealing with the CMS and the OSHA uh, mandate. A lot of observers seem to think that the OSHA mandate was more likely to be struck down than is the CMS mandate, uh, partly because they have completely different statutes that purport to enable them. They're in completely different circumstances. And in fact, Chief Justice John Roberts talked about that issue a little bit with Deputy Solicitor General Brian Fletcher when he talked about the difference between the OSHA mandate, the CMS mandate, and the contractor mandate here asking Fletcher which of those mandates is closest to the federal agency's mission. We're dealing here in this case with health care, with Medicare and Medicaid, and what could be closer to addressing the COVID-19 problem to health uh, than health care? 
I mean, people already get sick when they go to the hospital, but if they, they go and face uh, COVID-19 concerns, well, that's, that's much worse. On the other hand, OSHA, it's, work, it's workplace. Yes, COVID is a problem in the workplace, and in some situations it may be a more serious problem. Um, but it seems to me that if any of the three that I've been talking about anyway present a close connection, it would surely between a, be between a health threat like COVID-19 and the uh, government's uh, health care. Again, that's Chief Justice John Roberts asking questions of Deputy Solicitor General Brian Fletcher. And, and, and Tom, the, the questions went a little bit deeper than that. Justice Amy Coney Barrett indicated that she would be likely to rule differently within that CMS mandate, depending on which kind of healthcare setting that you're talking about, because the government is using numerous different uh, statutes that it's pointing to that it says authorize the, the vaccine mandate for healthcare providers, depending on the healthcare setting that they're working in. So she indicated pretty strongly that she might think some of those are legally authorized and some are not. Sounds like they're trying to really thread a needle here because I think they're skeptical of federal agencies going beyond the statutory limits that they have on the regulations they can have if Congress didn't specifically authorize. And yet you've got an emergency, too, that affects a lot of people from the national standpoint. So these issues are not all that simple. It was it was not a cut and dried uh, fare, as you pointed out. No, they're not. And I think you made a really important point just a second ago, because the issues, at least in oral argument on Friday, that kind of show you how the court is thinking about these issues, they, they really weren't, at least to my, to my ear, getting to the question of whether Congress can delegate vaccine mandate powers to the executive branch or to federal agencies. The questions were really more around whether they did that in each of these cases. And that's really important also to the federal uh, contractor vaccine mandate case, because the lower court cases that have addressed that issue so far have all really turned on this question of whether the Procurement Act authorizes the Biden administration and the president specifically and personally to authorize a vaccine mandate for federal contractors. The government has pointed to language in the Procurement Act that says the government can take essentially what action, whatever actions are necessary to run uh, essentially an efficient procurement system. The government says we're running an efficient procurement system by preventing absenteeism among the federal contractor workforce. A lot of courts have not quite seen things that way. Um, the the Sixth Circuit just ruled last week that if, if it were to go that far, and adopt the administration's reasoning there. There's really nothing the administration couldn't do in the federal contractor space as long as it could say, we think this is going to make things more efficient. Right, so that the disallowance of the two cases that were heard, or at least one of them, say the OSHA case by the Supreme Court, then could cascade down to the contractor uh, mandate, but that one wasn't before the court, and so that would be yet to be seen. That's correct. And, it, and it's it, it, it's hard to see how, how how tenuous or not the connections might be between that OSHA case that we'll, we should hear something about soon and the contractor case, which is probably coming uh, quite a bit behind there. There are, there are maybe more similarities with the CMS case, actually, based on some of the questions that we heard today. Justice Sotomayor pointing out, for example, that, that she feels that the CMS case is probably more defensible because it involves the government's appropriations power rather than some kind of police-like power. In other words, deciding how the government spends its money. It's got a little bit more latitude there than it does mandating things on private employers. That's a little more analogous to the contractor situation, right, with the government having a little bit more freedom in theory to decide who it contracts with. Well, hopefully we'll know something this week because uh, this is something that really a lot of commerce, a lot of activity depends on. So the court's not going to wait till June on this one. It would be good to have some finality, yes. 
Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Check out his coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.